everyone. I'm Liz Hunt. I'm Chelsea Poppins. And this is the Agency Rocket Show, where we talk about the chaos of owning a creative agency. Yeah. Um, today, our topic is um, gen- generational work um, place cultures and kind of like bridging the gap between having some people who are a little more you- youthful, youthful <laughs> and the versus the elderly in your company. <laughs> um, and kind of just like kind of how to navigate working with people of different age ages throughout the, and how they might pursue or perceive I'm trying to say things very delicately so I don't get canceled <laughs> like, to navigate the age gaps between co-workers co-workers there we go yeah. so I'm gonna tell you straight up how Liz and I navigate since I'm so much younger than her um, okay wow <laughs> wow how old are you 30 Two. 40 you're 42 Whoa, I'm not 42. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I am 37. So we are five years apart. Liz and I work because she, because I'm so mature and she's so immature and then our yep. personalities match. That's, that's right. So, yep, you're right. I'm, I'm kidding. Well, you're probably actually more right. Than we're, we're, grown, we're grown children who know how to professional, be professionals. But... So I guess, Liz, do you want to start? Can you get, do you have an example of bridging? No. Whether that's you working at a different company or even just at DayCloud of mm. maybe just like some issues that you've had in the past <laughs> with young employees or maybe oh. even, maybe even employees that are older than you. If- yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, sure. I can start. Um, so... I will start with actually, so our copywriter actually is a um, woman in her, I think she's never actually told me, but I think she's in her 60s. She has all grown children that are in their 20s at this point. I think at the time that she and I started working together, which was uh, 12 years ago, her kids were in high school. And, um, you know, one of the things that I have always loved that she and I have been able to do is that we have always had a very good working relationship and it's, it's truthfully never been weird or awkward that I was always her boss and, um, like 30 years, her, uh, like she was 30 years my senior. And truthfully, I account that to a lot of massive, massive amounts of respect for each other that we both just held on to. I truthfully think that it's probably a lot harder (laughs) for someone who is older to have respect and um, 
any sort of like have a boss who's younger than them, I think it's way harder than it is for a young person to be the boss of an older person. I think it's just like a, a lot harder of a, of a gap, you know? Um, and to Molly's credit, she has been nothing but crazy supportive and so respectful. Um, and she's always been an, the ultimate um, support system for me. I think one of the things that Molly has always done, even though she was 30 years or whatever older than me, is that she has always just been like extra respectful. And um, she and I have always been, hang on, I'm not articulating this well, but um, we've just always been really good at communicating with each other. And I think that's also a, like a key for it. She is a really strong communicator and, um, and I have um, been able to, you know, take that and uh, work well with that. You know, um, sometimes it's hard to be able to like navigate some of that because sometimes we don't communicate the same or sometimes she needs things that I'm like not ready <laughs> to give or whatever. But, you know, over the years, you just kind of work through it. Um, and so but I think truly for me and Molly having such a massive gap, I think she has been such a like role model for having someone who's a boss that is so much younger than you, but treating them with like mad respect. And then for me, what I've done with her is like, like worked really, really hard at allowing her to be an expert in what she's good at and like not trying to, um, you know, I've really tried to not control or, you know, like not try to, um, do anything that like makes her feel like I'm trying to overpower her or anything like feel threatened by her at, at all. Like I really try to trust in her expertise and trust that she is like knows what she's doing in like every aspect of the job, you know? Um, and so yeah. I think that creates a lot of trust with each other because then she gives it back. She gives that mm -hmm. respect back. So I think that's allowed us a lot of dual respect because, yeah. um, because I can trust her because she is an adult. I don't have to babysit her. And so I think that creates a lot of that mutual respect and trust between yeah. us. That's great. I think mm -hmm. a lot of it is like, like you said, you trust people in their, like their space to be experts in that space. And mm -hmm. And they don't bring a whole lot of ego to it. Yeah. But also yeah. like to her favor, she has more experience working with probably multiple different people. I don't really know her full resume, but like, she's, she's also probably used to being told like sometimes like having to shift, trying to like reduce her ego to be like, all right, whatever the client wants. I don't think that's the right decision, but like whatever, whatever, whoever's yeah. paying my bills wants at yeah. the end of the day too. Like, yeah. Honestly, yes. And that's something that I, that's such a good point, Chelsea, because that's something I learned very early on is like when someone does have the amount of experience that Molly or other people on our team 
like our uh, senior designer, art director, Megan half, like, I don't want to push them out. I want to like use that experience, you know, like, cause they do have more experience than I do. And I'm like, I need that. I need that bench strength on my team. Like, any amount of expertise and experience that we can have on our side, I freaking want that. And so um, that's such a good point because if Molly's like, well, you know, here's what I would do, or they don't think any less of me if I were to like ask questions or like ask their opinion. In fact, they probably think a lot higher of me if I ask their opinion or ask them questions about stuff. Um, mm -hmm because you know it it recognizes them in a way that um shows them value shows that i value them and so i think i think that's such a good point yeah um yeah i think that's great i mean and it's not like shortchanging their what they're giving to you and like mm -hmm. by asking that question it opens the door for like a little bit of a conversation and a rebuttal against what you think the changes might be yeah. And then, and like just having, I think that's just key, having the tra the transparency to push back. Even some of yeah. our designers have learned that even if you give edits or feedback, they are allowed to push back, but also yeah. they need to know, they know they didn't, they need to pick their battles to push back. Yeah. Like yeah. something ending with a period, maybe not something that you need to fight about. Like, yeah. like maybe like that small discrepancy yeah. isn't worth anybody's energy. Yeah. But it's knowing when and where to bring things up and when to yeah. let things slide. Yes, that's very, very true. Um, that's a good point because, you know, even the way that I, as, as kind of the, I'm the CEO, but I also manage the creative. So like I am creative director too. So there are times that I'm like working with Molly on the content for things. She'll present content and I will give feedback. And the way that I do it is, very collaborative and that inherently um invites molly in to have a voice in the process and have a voice in um and and makes her feel valued in the process of like hey we're building this together it's not just like liz says this and you have to do what she says it's very much like hey molly what do you think about changing it to this, I kind of feel like we could do it. We could try it this way, or this feels like a little bit simplified or trite, but we try it this way. And she'll be like, okay, yeah. What do you think about this? And I'm like, I love that. That's beautiful. You know? And so we go back and forth. And so we're uh, like, it allows us to have this very respectful collaborative relationship, um, great working relationship. And it's been like that since we started. And it's literally because we both from the beginning decided, hey, I value and respect you and you value and respect me. And like, this is how we're gonna operate, you know? And so I mm -hmm. think that's a huge part of it. Now, there's, there's another side where um, people, and Molly will tell you this, so, um, like there have been times when she has massive technology issues <laughs> and that's just part to me that's just like part of the deal 
she didn't grow up the same way that we grew up. And so like when it comes to me, it just comes down to like, I just have to be patient and teach and educate and show and show again. And, you know, like be it for, Mm -hmm. um, the people that need it. And to me, that's a small price to pay for the level of experience that she actually brings to the team, you know? Yeah. So, and, and sometimes yeah. it's aiming the pr- right projects, like, yeah. like for instance, maybe not having her be the person that adds to the back end of a website and having yeah. to learn, learn the website because there's a lot yeah. of different platforms that she'd have to learn. Yeah. It's like yeah. not just forcing people to conform to your way, but meeting them halfway sometimes. Yeah. Learning their strengths. You're absolutely right. Learning their strengths absolutely entails, um, sometimes entails, but what generation they're from. And that's great. You know, like that's just part of the deal. And I think so, that expands not only to just like, well, copywriters, but like designers too, because yeah. technology is constantly changing as yeah. a designer. Um, like you're that, you're that in between mm-hmm. of like a lot of the young designers that we bring on our tour, bring on to our team. And then um, our senior designer. So our senior designer is always like learning, but she has a great mentality that like, any young designer that comes on, um, for, she would, she would ask him to teach her things like, yeah. beca- because he's so sound in like, yeah. in the, like the technology side of things. And she's mm-hmm. so sound in like the fun fundamentals of like, yeah. design and like, cause she used to teach it too. So she's like yeah. a wealth of knowledge. And yeah. like, so their relationship was really like neat to see because mm-hmm. Jacob would want to learn mm-hmm. how to do things like right and accurate mm-hmm. and, um, like just like the fundamentals of design. And then she would mm-hmm. need to learn like the technology piece in order to yeah. like keep advancing her skills. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it is a push play, but not all relationships are like that. I could see, yeah. I could see without that communication, communication, without that humbling of yourself. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> like, I could see that going wrong in other organizations. Yeah. Yeah. I do think two things. I do think you're very right that on both sides of like boss and employee, when there's an age gap, especially if the employee is older, it does require for egos to be set aside. On the boss's side too, because you know, the only way that you are gonna be able to help show the employee that you value them and that you do desire their expertise is to make sure that you um, set your ego aside and don't act like a know-it-all and aren't threatened by um, their experience because they do just have more life experience than you. So you are okay with saying like, hey, show me how you did that. Or like, hey, can you like, help me out here. I don't know how to do this. Or, Hey, what do you think about this? At the end of the day, we're just all trying to make it through. (laughs) And it's like, like be a team, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's okay that you as the boss don't have all the answers and that you are using your teammates who sometimes have great ideas. And like, you don't always have the best idea. Use your teammates. And it doesn't matter 
if they are the oldest or the youngest. Use the best idea. So, um, yeah, I would just, yeah, that's something I would say. And then to your point about um, some of our people, like one of our core values is that uh, we follow the cloud. And what that means is that we are always evolving and we're always improving. We're always growing. We're always getting better. And that's that's a huge core value of ours. And so that's what Chelsea's talking about in that we are constantly learning and growing and um, just becoming better humans and be um, better at the work we do and um, just better as a team as well. So it's good. I guess one uh, one thing that I've faced, um, yeah. I, I had this conversation earlier this week too, mm -hmm. is just like, um, so like between like like you and me and like bringing me on to Daycloud to be more yeah. in, more of a leadership position as like a partner in Daycloud, that is one of the the issues that or was kind of seen in the beginning was like the yeah the respect. Mm -hmm. for it's not even that you and I are that different in right. age yeah but it's also just like like how people view you so like when you go from being an employee <clears throat> to being kind of in that stage of like leadership, leadership. and and authority mm -hmm. there is like a power play a little bit oh, yeah. and there is there is ego and there is yeah. learning to respect people in like a different way um, yeah. And so like, I guess like one of our, one of our, one of our employees who's not here, like, like for ex-employees, <laughs> ex-employees, mm -hmm. for instance, when she put her two weeks in, she didn't even let me know. Like yeah. she let, she let Liz know, but mm -hmm. this is after some time of understanding that like I am, Liz and I are kind of like working to run the company together. We're partners. And, yeah. Yeah. And so like, uh, I just got a good laugh about that. I was just like, okay, like that's, that's good yeah. that she's exiting because she didn't ever see me in this, yeah. like role. this role or yeah. respect me in this role. And so I'm like, that's what, that's like an example of kind of just like when, when you are so close in age to yeah. some of, some of the, some of your employees or the people you're yeah. working with, you mm -hmm. will face people who aren't going to respect you in that place of authority or power sometimes. Right? Like, I know, I know you and I are like, maybe like not, not even five years difference, but like, cause I look so youthful, but <laughs> maybe that's why, but I think it's, it is just like a thing. Like even some yeah. of like our, our, our older employees, um, like, just like, like you said, for instance, Megan and I had to work through that too, but like, yeah, but like we are so we, we got to a point where we just communicated a lot. Like, yeah. so, and we like said, we respect each other's roles. Mm -hmm. I respect design Megan and her design stuff. Mm -hmm. And then she, like understanding each other's minds and how yeah. it works and how, yeah. and, and actually like our job roles, honestly, <laughs> yeah. like, like, from a designer's perspective who doesn't know what a COO or a project manager does, it's just a word to them. They, they tell me when my deadlines are, they tell me the budget, they talk to the clients. That's mm -hmm. all it seems like, but like, <laughs> but behind the scenes, like it's everything from like doing spreadsheets to like mapping out numbers to like mm -hmm. analyzing the business, like, and where we're at mm -hmm. financially and to see what's mm -hmm. feasible. It's like the working through invoices and all the nitty gritty, all these things. But like when you explain it to people, like, like it, 
they under they can understand or try to understand and then so like she respects me in like this management role now and mm-hmm. but like at first it was kind of the figuring out how to understand each other and respect each other in that space but like we have good transparency um within our company of like where we just like talk to each other a bit more the other piece of like the generational age gap is where I was talking about this with other people earlier is that like all these young people come in with this vigor to enter into like, like a company and like earn what they have and like entitlement. And like, I was talking to some people who, who even like, they're like, I was that entitled Mm -hmm. that, that person, that young person that came in with this, like, I'm going to run this company one day kind Mm -hmm. of mentality and this entitlement. And she's like, I could see now how, other people hated me oh, or like didn't like me for these specific reasons because I came in with this entitlement rather than this earned time spent like honing your craft and honing your skills and Mm -hmm. in in that industry. And, and so all these young people will take like this business class and then come back and be like, we have all these grand ideas of how to change the company and make it better. And then, and then they look like, they'll occasionally sit down with them and talk through their ideas and they'll be like, they're like, okay. Um, But they'll lead with questions. They'll be like, so um, if we're going to do this, how are you going to deal with this problem that's going to arise or how are you going to handle this issue? And like, there's two ways that like people will either respond. People will really get like angry and defensive because they Mm -hmm. don't have the, the answer or they get curious Hmm. and they're like, that's a good question. How would I do this? And like, um, it's so much better and so much more conducive to lean towards into into curiosity um, of things and like with a state of wonder to be like, I had this great idea, but like, yeah, I might not have the, the big picture. Yeah. Like, and, but how would I, how would I fill those gaps or how would I fix those things that like I might even think of and to, to sit there and maybe even just ask the more experienced professionals in the room why they don't do these things or mm-hmm. like why they don't make these changes. And yeah. they might even have a better answer than you could even like put together yourself. So like yeah. always at no matter what stage in life is like leaning into your curiosity, into curiosity and asking why someone might yeah. react away or why something might not be done or just like mm-hmm. with a why mentality. Yeah. That's such a good point. Um, Cause one of my really big things in all of life is like leading with questions, any conflict, any situation, any whatever, even when I'm creative directing, I try to always lead with questions. Um, and so I'm even thinking about it in a situation where I have a younger employee who is coming to me with like, Hey, we should change this, this, and this, and why aren't you doing this? And you know, here's how I can save your business. You should change your teamwork or your, your project management platform. Yes. It'd be so easy to make the switch. <laughs> um, and as a, someone who's older than them, I could be like, well, you're not thinking about da da da, you know, and list out. But instead of being like the grumpy old bitter person, I could respond with 
questions like what you're saying. I like that. I mean, like, that's like my taking a bite of my own medicine, you know, like, I will say I did not respond that way when people are like, you should change your project <laughs> management platform. I was just like, yeah, I, I was like, well, there's a lot. I think I said, well, there's yeah. a lot of things that you don't know about the platform because you guys yeah. haven't learned how to use it. <laughs> the, or and, like the templates, yeah. Yeah. All the, the forms, the project management, the project management tools. Mm -hmm. So like, I guess I could, I could respond differently. Well, but, and, but that's the thing is like, it's human nature to respond the way that you are saying. And that's not how I typically respond either, but, you know, but what if we could respond you know, like we could train ourselves to respond that way of like, mm -hmm. okay, like that's a really interesting idea. Can you tell me if, so like on teamwork, we have uh, these templates created. Do you think we could have, find a solution for something like that in this other project management tool that you're whatever, you know? Um, okay. What about this? You know, what about this? Mm -hmm. How do we solve this? How do we solve, you know, that kind of thing. And I think asking those questions instead of leading with you mm -hmm. haven't thought about, but saying, have, could we think about this? You know, you know, that will help again, create respect, create, um, provide value. I like assign value to people. Like, um, that's like a bad way of saying I think it, we did saying that, Hey, I value your opinion. That's what I'm yeah. trying to say. I think we, okay. I'm trying, I'm like, it's coming back to me. Like, I think we did ask like, what are your, some of your concerns with the mm -hmm. platform that we're currently using? And yeah. that opened the door to be like, well, it does have this like capability. Would that mm -hmm. fix your need? Like, and, or like, oh, that's your issue. That's easily yeah. fixed within this platform. Yeah. Like, yeah. and so, so like it's, we it got is, there. we got there <laughs> just, somehow. For sure. We're not saying everyone still loves it, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, gets the job done. One other thing that I think you mentioned that I think is really valuable for people to talk about is um, the whole idea of starting out at Daycloud at our agency as an employee and then moving into a leadership role, a partnership role and how, um, for coworkers that can be like, pretty difficult actually to navigate. And for you, I think it's, it's difficult to navigate just like in the working relationships, because you go from being a coworker to being people's boss. And I think for anyone that's like a tough transition. And so do you want to talk about how, how that's been, um, how you've kind of navigated that and stuff like that? Absolutely not. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's a really good point. It, it's one of those things where you kind of go from being people's friends to setting up boundaries mm -hmm. around conversations and information. Like you can still be you can still like know people, understand them, talk about their personal life and things. But when it comes mm -hmm. to business, there's like saran wrap wrapped around the business. Like, like this, there's a clear distinction between like personal life conversations and then like business operations. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is putting a wall around it and, and under from, from a coworker or working with people standpoint, I think 
I'm thinking of examples in the past of like people don't talk to you as freely. They don't ab- about things in the, that are going on with them in their in the work in the in the company or like with yeah. other people. They don't. They just don't talk to you about it anymore. So yeah. like, and they so they almost don't don't really know how to handle it or operate yeah. around it either. Sometimes, yeah, they're just like. I mean, it is like an in-between state that you just have yeah. to learn to balance sometimes. But yeah. even like you probably have it too. Like, yeah, you're the boss, but also like you want to you want to have a relationship with your employees, and you want to mm-hmm. know what's going on in their personal life so you can give grace when needed. It is a delicate space to live in and a yeah. line to walk. Like, yeah, to be like, I understand where you're coming from, but. It's not black and white, but it is business personal. It does have to have, there needs to be some definition in it. And that's kind of the hardest thing is it's like, no, actively being disciplined enough to like always know side you're on in a conversation. It's um, one of my friends, she describes it as like, I'm going to put my business hat on or I'm going to put my friend hat on. And it's like, you kind of have to know which hat you're putting on in which situation. And you're right. Sometimes uh, you kind of wear both at the same time and it gets messy for like, do I respond as a friend? Do I respond as a boss? Do I respond as a something else that isn't clearly defined yet? You know, like a coworker or (laughs) just like a colleague that I I just think like when we work together in such a small business, I think it's just forever going to be a messy middle. I think it's literally just, it's almost always going to have a messy middle. And I think um, instead of running from that, I think we just embrace it and say, yep, it's going to be messy. And yep, we're going to screw it up sometimes, you know, like, I think you and I do a good job of that, of like, yeah, we screwed up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, like our bad. Uh, let's try again to get, let's try again tomorrow. Um, because, it, you know, like we all know that we're human and we all know that um, we make mistakes and we are going to forgive each other and we're gonna um, move on and try again. And so I, um, I think that's a big part of um, our culture it was like personal and business, it's, it's all kind of part of it. Mm-hmm. We do care about each other's personal lives. We also care about getting things done at work. And business is a, business is a, is a genre that not everybody understands either. And yeah. you and I are learning that even more in this last year of like, having open, honest conversations with people about business and financials and yeah. tough conversations. And when it comes to that, you really do like ha- have to have like a black and white boundaries. So, like this, these are, these are the facts. People can't argue with facts and like there's gray yeah. area when it comes to emotions and feelings about things or like <laughs> lack of communication and all that. But like when yeah. it comes to facts, like, like Get the, like, get that an email so that we have like, this is something you said. Here's a fact. This mm-hmm. is something like, I guess, like these are these. This is what you've 
this is the, that's how you need measurable KPIs, just yeah. like in marketing, but like in, in personal life and in business, measurable mm-hmm. KPIs, number numbers, dollars is measurable uh, performance. That's why we have like Sess huddles so we can measure performance and talk to them, talk to like people about how they feel like they're measuring up to our mm-hmm. standards and how we feel like they're measuring up and mm-hmm. like, like setting clear and defined goals and making sure everybody understands clearly how they're performing from multiple perspectives. Yeah. Like that's another thing. Like I know I probably got went on a tangent because I'm just like, <laughs> but like, no, it's great. It, it, it is in, in all yeah. areas of business there. You have to be a little bit cutthroat when it comes to the facts and the black and whites of business, because otherwise you're just going to run a failing business. Yeah. Yeah, I got way off. I got so far off on that. <laughs> I was like relationships and stepping into leadership. I, I think I got off because like I get so ingrained on the business side of things, but most of that stuff is not something I ever want to talk to everybody else about because like with the knowledge and understanding of business and that gap is scary mm-hmm. and that the place of fear and of unknown and people without under having like context and mm-hmm. knowledge behind it is kind of just like throwing someone who doesn't know how to swim into like the deep end of mm-hmm. that information yeah. and being like, I hope you got it. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hope you navigate it well. So mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just a piece of it. As far as me stepping into leadership, I'll go back to that. I'll re I'll dial it back. <laughs> <laughs> I think when I first stepped in, I'm empathetic and I'm always conscious of like how I'm being perceived by the the things that I'm doing. Yeah. And I remember conversations of you and I always having, I'd be like, Hey, I don't think that's a conversation I should have because I, you just told everyone that I was partner and I don't want to come barreling in on a power trip, busting doors down and slashing whips. And like, yeah, I feel like I'm not coming in as a dictator who just like my leash was cut and now I'm just running around rampant. Like it was you and I just being, having good communication on like what's something you should tackle and what's something I should tackle. I can't tackle now. I guess that's yeah. That's a really good point. I think you know. I've seen, and I think we've all seen leaders step into new roles and do a really bad job, right? Like we've seen leaders, new leaders, step into places um, that were pre-existing, and everybody loved the old leader, and then someone took over and right away, you know, within the first three, six months, they change everything. They fire their whole staff. They, you know, (laughs) make such big waves that um, it creates a huge, massive uproar, right? And, you know, some of the best leaders, well, and typically what ends up happening is everybody hates them when that happens, right? Everybody's like, they leave the organization or they get fired, you know? And so the organization is in like mass chaos for a couple of years, usually at at the least, right? Um, But then some of the best uh, transition of leaders that I have seen is um, 
when leaders have come in and spent at least the first year not changing a single thing and they spend at least the first six or nine months just taking it all in, learning, listening, finding out information, figuring out who the key players are, right? And getting the support of the right people and knowing who the right people are and what the right places are, right? Like gathering your strategic kind of um, positioning, right? And I feel like those are the best leadership transitions that I have seen. And I think one of the things that we've been able to do with you is in your role taking on as a partner and stuff, to your point, is when you say things like, Liz, I don't think I can, I don't think I should be the one to handle that conversation. It's, you know, we did that very strategically because it's like in a transitionary role, especially this first year, we can't have you do that because we're still in this transitionary period of people need to get used to seeing you in that role, right? Mm -hmm. And not as just a coworker, but as a leader mm -hmm. in the partnership role that you now have. One thing I will say is that like, even so like stepping in, you always made it very clear that it's like, all right, you can, whatever you have to say, like you have your partner now, you can just like go with it. But you trusted me not to take advantage of it or abuse mm -hmm. it or like things. And I think that's, that's also like the trust between us and like you yeah. not, you not thinking that I'm going to go out and just like punish everybody and like stomp <laughs> over everybody and change everything. Like, yeah. I know, I know you say that I should, I can do this. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have made you a partner if I thought that that's what you would do yeah. either, you know, yeah. like, and that's, that's also why we can trust each other to, you know, mm -hmm. be partners and in a leadership role too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I think that we have done that is uh, super important is that um, there have been key moments throughout your time as a partner, which hasn't been that long. It's only been since January. And so what we're at nine months now that there have been key moments when maybe there was um, an issue with a client, an issue with an employee or just any sort of thing that came up that I had the opportunity to really back you up. And those were key moments when I really had to be intentional and make sure that I did back you up. Because those are the moments when if I weren't intentional about it, I could have undermined the partnership if I weren't like, super intentional about backing you up and like, Hey, Chelsea said this. So like, that's what we're going to do. Or like, Hey, Chelsea said this. And so like, you need to do what Chelsea said, you know, type it's like of parenting. Thing. It's like, yes, mom's not wrong. And dad's yeah. not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Actually, I that's such a good point. My, my five-year-old daughter 
one of the things that she has had to learn is that if dad says a rule, she can't go ask mom the exact same thing and get a different answer. Whichever parent says the rule first, like, that's the rule. She can't get, she can't ask a different parent and get a different answer. Like, whoever says it first, that's the rule. <laughs> like, and so you're exactly right. It's just like parenting. So like, if you say, you know, like, this is what it is, then like, it's my job to back you up in that. Mm. And I mean, I think uh, that's why we always, I mean, I mean, probably about like, I can't even measure how often we're like on the phone each week, just like talking about things, but like, yeah. Like it's always just like communicating, like this conversation took place yeah. or like this yeah. conversation took place just so you yeah. know, yeah. uh, just so like you're on the pa same page and, yes. and so that like, if you don't agree with my response, we can have a conversation about it mm -hmm. behind, and then, behind and then, closed doors, yes. <laughs> not like in front of yes. our kids. I guess. Yeah, exactly. And decide together how we're going to move forward, yeah. you know? I mean, that's another piece too, is like having a, a combined front. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> I'm going to go tell Ryan that you and I are in our marriage together and we're parents. <laughs> well, I mean, if he didn't already know. <laughs> our kids today at the office. No. Tell him that I'm going to propose to you before he does and see what he says. <laughs> he would oh, probably wait, believe actually, it. Yeah, he probably would. Just kidding. I, I'm already married. I don't think I, I can. I know. So. You can't. And you're very Just religious. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have multiple spouses. I think maybe that's illegal. I don't know. A little bit. Maybe not in Nebraska. In Iowa, I feel like it is. Nebraska is kind of like in the wind. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's something that we've really tried to do with our partnership. And just like going from a single person to a partnership. And it is kind of funny. Everyone at the office will be like, mom and dad are fighting. If we just like kind of banter back and forth. <laughs> Obviously I'm dad cause I'm six two and Liz's mom cause she's like absolutely tiny and petite, but. <laughs> I have to bring this up. Do you remember the other night when you were so drunk that you were DMing me on Instagram? Whoa, you were and not there. You did yes, not know. <laughs> yes. Oh, and you were calling yes. me just like a little kitten. That's what you were saying. You were like, I said you're a kitten so with cute. claws. Just like a little kitten. Oh with claws. And I immediately was like, Chelsea, you are drunk. <laughs> I was like, I may or may not have had a whole bottle of wine. Mm -hmm. Sue me. Which, yes. <laughs> so, uh-huh. Yes. I've been waiting to bring up that story this whole show. <laughs> no, you know what? It, like, it reminds me of like, kitty cat. Call me kitty cat. Meow. <laughs> I just want you Little to know that girls. I would never say that. <laughs> no. I was like, you are, you are, you're like, you're all cute and tiny. And then, but you oh. have claws, show them your nails. Like they're really one. short right now. Oh, uh, mine are longer than yours by accident. But yeah, yeah, you could cause some damage. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've been waiting to bring that up. I stand by my statement. Oh my gosh. Sober. You're ridiculous. In summary, do you have anything else to add to nope, this? That's, that's a wrap. In summary, your best bet when there's big age gaps between you and your employees is just set your egos aside and be 
super respectful to each other, learn to um, see the value that each one of you brings. And if you bring on a partner, make sure you back each other up in every area of life and decisions that you make. And um, what am I missing in summaries? Understand that everyone comes in with a different perspective and different knowledge and mm -hmm. having respect for people's niches and um, yeah. the, the experience mm -hmm. that you might not even understand. Yeah. Um, I think just having grace and learning to be humble um, is just key to navigating those relationships. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Well, it was great hanging out with you, Chelsea. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we need like a, a good we need an outro. I know. Yeah. Good little outro. And, and see. Stop.